Welcome to Holistic Accountant Podcast, where we aim to showcase how adopting a holistic approach in accounting and tax maximizes value for clients. Beyond traditional tasks like preparing financial statements and tax returns, a holistic accountant focuses on offering advice that maximizes personal wealth on an after-tax basis. If you enjoy this episode, please consider leaving a rating and sharing it with those who might also benefit. And to ensure you stay updated, subscribe to our weekly email. The link is in the show notes. Okay, today Mina and I would like to talk about effectively using a corporate beneficiary. You know, if we're going to uh, distribute profit into a company, a a non-trading company, which we'll talk about why we might want to do that in a second. How are we going to that, – that that might be a good tax-saving measure, but ultimately what we want to do is build personal wealth. So what are some of the considerations that your holistic accountant should be talking to you about? So before before contemplating uh, using corporate beneficiary, you really need to look at how your corporate beneficiary was set up. Unfortunately, we found um, historically with a lot of older accountants, uh, companies, corporate beneficiaries that have been set up you know, it could be from the 80s or 90s or even in the 2000s, that the shares in the corporate beneficiaries are owned individually rather than by a family trust. Now, what that means is when a lot of the, the profits or your retained earnings paid out as dividends, those all are forced to be paid to basically the shareholders or the, it could be just basically mum and dad who own the company. That obviously has a large uh, tax liability and it doesn't give you the flexibility that a trust has where you can sort of disperse the dividends to multiple beneficiaries. We've also found historically that a lot of accounts tend to set up corporate beneficiaries who also act as the trustee of the corp- of the trust and that's just a huge asset protection risk because if, if the trust was ever sued, the trustee is the one, the legal entity that gets sued. So all those retained earnings become, become part of the equation. So the, the key test here is if you have a company and you are individual shareholders of that company, except for maybe a trustee in a self-managed super fund, but if it's a trading company or a non-trading investment company, you really want those shares typically to be owned by a family trust rather than you as individuals. So if you're in that situation, you're an individual shareholder, that's certainly a bit of a red flag, potential red flag that you want to talk to your holistic accountant about. So if we do have a corporate beneficiary then and we do distribute profit into it, we want to make sure that we've got a strategy on what's the next step once we distribute that money into the corporate beneficiary and and sometimes that is the most tax effective way of of distributing profit but then what are you going to do after that because if you don't have a strategy you could end up giving rise to actually greater tax liability rather than less and in that situation I'm talking about if you need to use those monies personally then then what will happen is if you take those monies out of the company it'll give rise to what's called a div 7a loan which means that that you've then got to pay interest to the company. Um, and whilst you might not physically pay that interest, the company certainly is taxed on the interest income, which again gives rise to another donation to the ATO, which is kind of circumvents the whole reason for using a corporate beneficiary in the first place. So the, the point here is that your holistic account needs to have a, a good understanding of where the cash flow is going to go. If you're going to use all your business profit to repay your home loan, your, your holistic account needs to know that uh, so they can build a strategy around that. 
However, if a lot of your profit is surplus, like you don't need it and you're ready to invest it, again, your holistic accountant needs to know that. Will it be invested in shares? Do you want to go and buy property with a loan perhaps? You know, what does that all that look like? Um, and that way, the holistic account can build a strategy around it and not only minimise tax this year, but really look forward and start thinking about, well, what about other taxes that we want to minimise in the future as well? So there's a few strategies that you can do. Uh, so the, the, fir- the first option that a corporate beneficiary can do is obviously invest those funds. So um, a company, for example, can invest in direct property. You know, you might think, you know, uh, companies don't get the CGT discount, but in the long, uh, in, the, in the grand scheme of things, it's, we're only really talking about a 6.5% differential in tax. So you're not really um, that much worse off. It, it is an opportunity or there is an opportunity to invest in direct property, or you can look at share trading. And again, with share trading, you don't necessarily benefit from from the 50% CGT discount, but it's a way to utilise those funds for long-term growth. And also, I mean, with shares, we don't, unlike property, you've got to sell the whole thing and give rise to a, hopefully, if you've invested well, a really large capital gain. But with shares, we can progressively sell down. Uh, and there might be uh, some holdings in the portfolio that are at a capital loss position, so you can net those off. So I think when thinking about CGT, it's it's really important to understand what's the likelihood of selling, what's the need of selling, because maybe just the income off the investments is more than enough. Um, and if there are going to be a lot of sales, are they substantial? So is it like a property asset, a very lumpy asset? Um, or if it's shares, then we're less inclined. And and really the, the decision really is, do you go and pay 47% on your income today or do you cap it at 30 and then potentially pay a little bit more CGT down the track if and when you ever sell that asset? So there's an opportunity cost here, pretty significant opportunity cost. I would rather pay 17% less tax today uh, and potentially maybe 6.5% more tax uh, well into the future. Um, the other opportunity apart from investing in assets outside of your own business is to invest in your business. So you can distribute into a corporate beneficiary and that corporate beneficiary can lend the money back into your business, assuming your um, trading entity is a company, uh, and that'll get around the Div 7A loan uh, issue. That can be better than um, retaining the profit because what you're doing is you're moving the profit out of the the trading entity, thereby protecting it, asset protecting it, uh, and then lending it back in. So your your trading entity then has a loan rather than retained earnings, um, and that's better for asset protection. So if you are going to reinvest those monies in the business, there's still no reason why you'd leave it as retained earnings. And timing your dividends is really important in corporate beneficiaries. Um, we're currently dealing with a client who's likely to sell their business in the next five to six years. And our strategy is to actually beef up the, the retained earnings in that corporate beneficiary over, over the next five years so that when they, uh, they do retire, we're able to flash out those, those dividends over, over the course of his retirement and that will give him give rise to franking credit refunds. So basically what that means is all the tax that, he's, that he pays over the next five to six years will come back to him in the form of tax refunds in, during retirement because he'll essentially have a minimal taxable income. So essentially using a corporate beneficiary in that way is really deferring the tax on the income. I mean, you've got to pay a little bit of tax, as I said, the the corporate tax rate, but as Mina suggests, you'll get that back. So essentially, um, the next five years of income is tax-free for that that client. can be a really powerful strategy. 
And finally, the last thing you can do is employ family members um, and pay superannuation contributions on their behalf. Now, of course, if the company is going to employ family members and claim a tax suction for that expense, uh, it needs to be on a commercial basis. However, um, the super contributions don't necessarily need to be on a commercial basis, particularly if it's a spouse. So a situation uh, like that might be, for example, you know, my wife, I'll employ my wife to look after the investments in the company, we'll pay her a normal nominal salary, maybe $10,000 a year, and then make super contributions on her behalf. Uh, and all those expenses will be tax deductible to the company. Um, now, it just depends on your structure and other income and, and so forth, but it really is just another tool in the toolkit to you know, to try and minimise tax and, and take that longer term view. Uh, you know, Mina and I strongly believe the holistic accountant's job is to help you maximise wealth on an after-tax basis. Uh, so tax is only one consideration, no point saving taxes if, if it retards your ability to build wealth. There you go. That's how to best utilise a bucket company or corporate beneficiary. And of course, if you need to know more, don't hesitate to reach out. That's it for this week. Until next week, bye for now.